Tuesday and welcome. We are going to talk a little bit today about how to analyze the year, give you a heads up on how you can make sure that you are looking forward to next year and starting to analyze the different things that have happened over the course of this year and everything from tournaments to promotions, instruction, online presence, partnerships, and the course analysis of how it is and where it needs to go. All of that after the intro. Here we go. This is the Find the Green podcast. With your host, PGA Master Professional, Jason Rockhold. All right, here we go. I want to thank everybody that's been listening. Last month we hit a new record high of 500 downloads, which is just going to continue to grow. I hope to continue to give you amazing content and please tell a friend, tell two friends, tell seven friends. But what I really want to do is make sure that you are getting the kind of content that you need to become a better manager, a better operator, a better grower of the game. So please feel free to reach out if there are any questions that you have. We have all of our contact information in the outro. Greatly appreciate questions and like I've always said, a lot of the questions will get answered immediately and potentially could become the subject of one of our upcoming podcasts. So if there's anything that you feel that we're missing or something that you really just want to know and see what the insight that we have on it is, please send me an email, hit me up on Instagram. We can definitely get you the information that you need and potentially dive even deeper and use it as a subject for one of the upcoming podcasts. So just wanted to say thank you at the beginning of the month here and on with the show. So today we're going to talk about that one thing that generally most places don't do at all. They generally wait until next year and then start planning for what's coming up. And one of the most important things about planning for things that are coming up is understanding what happened last year. And how we can do that is analyzing all of the things that we've done this year and try to do it when it's still fresh in our mind. One of my highly recommended things is to make sure that a couple days after or almost immediately after the tournament has concluded to sit down with your staff and find out where there were issues, where there were great things, and make sure that you have that on paper or in the computer, just somewhere that you can have all that information on how that tournament, how that promotion, how anything that you've done this year has went. And I always recommend to do it as close as you can while it's still fresh in your mind. But worst case scenario, before the season ends, you want to make sure that you can sit down and go over everything that's happened this year and be able to go into next year with all that information down so that you can start to plan based on that. The reason why I say that is, as we all know, during the off season, parts get shifted around a little bit. There are people that go to new places and may have had some really great insight on what happened in that tournament or something, how you 
did something with an online complaint or even the partnerships that you have that you're growing it's really important to sit down with the staff that actually was there the staff that potentially were the ones that had that conversation or had that connection with whatever happened and be able to get the one-to-one information from that staff member as opposed to either having it slip completely through the cracks or having a second person say, I think I remember that Tom actually was talking with a customer about that tournament and they ended up signing up for a foursome and got some of their friends to come out and signed up three more foursomes. So the conversation that he had with them sparked 16 players in that event. How did he do that? Well, if we sat down with Tom when he was there, then he could have told us what process that he went through. But if Tom went on to a head professional or a director of golf jobs somewhere else, and we no longer have that direct access to him, there's a chance that he is just a really good salesperson and that kind of came natural and it was something that he didn't even think of. So it was something that he might not even remember the depth of what he did six months later. So especially with all the excitement of leaving, going to a new place. So you definitely want to try to get on top of it as soon as you can so that you can make sure that you get the full picture of what happened so that in a situation like that, you can find out how you can emulate that, how you can make that situation happen more and more and more to just continue to grow that tournament out, continue to grow multiple tournaments out and just see that top line revenue start to grow. So I'm going to dive in a little bit section per section and really start to talk about what you should do when you start thinking about analyzing for the year. Now tournaments, we've kind of talked about a little bit. We've talked about going over with your staff, finding out the positives and the negatives. Also promotions. Now that's something that most of your staff might not know, but you can talk to your marketing team. If you can talk to the people that you are doing the promotion through, if you were doing a radio ad, how did that work? How many people did they know come through there? How many requests did they have at the radio station about that? And also instruction. What instruction programs did you run this year? Which ones were successful? which ones were kind of dogs and didn't really go anywhere. It's a matter of finding out not only which ones work, the key thing is finding out why. Why did that women's clinic that you ran at 12 o'clock on a Wednesday work better than one that worked on a Saturday? Why did that men's clinic that you ran on Tuesdays fail, but the one on Sunday afternoon was great until football season came along? Now, obviously, <laughs> We know potentially why, because football season came along. But one of the biggest things that you want to do is sit down with every single thing that you've done over the course of the year. And, you know, that can be pretty time consuming at first, but possibly start with the top 10 things that you do, top tournaments, top promotions, top instruction things, and just start there. And then next year, go to 15 things and next year, go to 20 things. But start with your top 10 things that you do and then start to grow that out from there. And you're definitely going to see 
an impact on your top line because as you start to continue to look at these things and develop best practices for each different type of thing for your tournaments what are some of the best practices that you should do in the selling of it what are the best practices that you should do in the running of it and how you follow up with those people that were in the tournament the promotions that you do how you do them for normal play how you do them for tournaments are you assisting any of the tournaments that are coming in with their promotions are you adding instruction into tournaments are you promoting your instruction i mean there's so many different variables that can potentially happen it's always easier to at least get started with the top 10 of each of the categories so that you don't get overwhelmed and believe it or not when you start to see that positive influence of this session that you're doing start to roll in it's going to be something that you're going to look forward to doing every single time a tournament gets done every t every time an instructional program finishes up you'll really want to sit down and go all right what do we do right what do we do wrong how can we fix it so we can do better next time that is one of the biggest things that i think is overlooked in the industry and it's something that happens in every business everywhere at least positive businesses that are making great strides forward is sitting down analyzing what happened figuring out where the good was where the bad was and just developing benchmarks so that you can continue to grow that's all it is is a step-by-step -step growth of your business and every time that you take those extra 10 minutes those extra 15 minutes to analyze what happened what was good what was bad and start to make positive steps off of that you're only going to see positive things happen to your top line revenue okay now we talk a little bit about online presence how you are presenting yourself online always analyze what you look like online every year and that will continue to help you as you move into the following year a lot of people if you can do this in September and October and really get all your ducks in a row when people start to look for that new round especially up north when they start to try to find that club that they want to be a part of if you can get all your online presence in line and positive with new photos and up-to-date information and one of the biggest things is go on Google and claim your business it's crazy but I literally was searching at a couple of golf courses that I grew up on and I thought that they were you know top courses and stuff like that that didn't even own their business on Google they didn't go on Google and and sign up for an account and say yes this is my business so everything that is posted online for that business is completely up to the customer there's no interaction there's no response if a customer had a bad experience well guess what only the customer is saying that they had a bad experience there's nothing on there from the golf course saying I'm so sorry that you had a bad experience and we are definitely going to check into why that happened please give me a call we'd like to make it right none of that can occur until you own your business on Google if you cannot make a conversation with that negative post that's online 
that's all people are going to see is that negative post. And the last thing that you want to do is have a dozen negative posts with no response from the club. That just means that you don't care. And the sad thing about it is they probably do care a lot, but the online presence of their attitude towards the customer means that they don't care at all. And that's a really unfortunate oversight for a lot of places to be able to go online and see that they're making a response to that customer, whether it is actually saying, you know what, I am so sorry that you had this poor experience or giving them something in return for their poor experience. Either way, it shows that you actually care. But if you are not responding at all, it means to that customer, not just to that customer, but to every customer that is going online to check out your business to see if your golf course is the one that they wanna go and spend money at, it shows to them that you don't wanna take the time to talk to somebody that had a poor experience. And that definitely reflects poorly on the golf course. So online presence, this is the best time to sit down with a marketing consultant like myself, I can help you out definitely, but you definitely wanna make sure that you have a good idea of what's going on online because that is the first search for golf right now. If anybody wants to come and play a new golf course, they're gonna go on Google and they're gonna say, golf courses in my area, boom. If your golf course has two stars because of all the negative things that have come up that you haven't responded to online, they're going to scroll right by you. You're done. I mean, even three and a half stars are getting scrolled by because the golf courses that actually care are getting those 4.5 stars, those 4.8 stars, simply because they're responding to the customer and the customer changes their star rating from a one to a four because of their response. So it's really important that you check that out, talk to a marketing consultant, and have them help you through this process because there are so many little places out there online that can affect your business from the local review company that says, hey, you know, these are all the golf courses in our area. If you have any reviews, please post on here and we will tell everybody in the local area what it's like. They'll send out emails, they'll refresh everybody in that area to get people to come to that local site to even some of the national ones like golf now or golf reviews or anything that reviews golf courses on a national level you need to make sure that you are covering all of your bases all of your reviews make sure all your information is up to date make sure your website is functioning that's another thing that i saw is going to some different golf courses and all of a sudden this link is broken this uh you know you click on instruction and the link is broken or you click on pricing and they've switched to another online service provider that didn't connect it to the website there are so many different things that can happen if you don't pay attention to it this is something that will lose tons of revenue and that is why we are analyzing the business at this time. If you can get all your ducks in a row before the beginning of next year, and seriously, sometimes you are gonna need five to six months to get some of this stuff going. 
you need to make sure that you really start to focus on it September, October, so that in your quiet times in November, December, except for down in Florida, I know you guys are rocking, but flip that around for everybody down in Florida and Arizona, you know, you want to really take advantage of that March and April in, in those areas so that you can start to, you know, work through all the kinks during the summertime down there. But everywhere else, you know, summertime for us where we are rocking and rolling is in that March to September, October range. And this is the time when you want to start to really focus on next year and start to put together a good game plan for where you're going. Okay, another thing, partnerships. You gotta find out which partnerships worked well this year, which ones were highly demanding, over demanding, and became basically a negative drain on your income. I've seen so many groups that have said, hey, you know, we wanna be a part of your golf course, and so we're gonna come to the golf course with 50 players once a month, and we're gonna make sure that we get out there and play and, and you go, all right, this is great. So you guys are gonna sign up for six months, you're gonna come out once a month, and you're gonna have 50 players. That's 300 rounds. We really like you, you're awesome. But what happens is that group that promised that came out with 20 players the first week, 15 players the second month, 40 players the, the following month, 12 players the next month, and all of a sudden, that huge group that you're spending a lot of time trying to get organized, setting up shotguns, turn into basically 100 players over six months. If you would have left those tee times wide open, you probably would have got 150 players. So you've gotta make sure that you analyze these groups that you have, these partnerships that you have, and find out which ones are successful groups and those successful groups, you want to try to find ways to make them more active in your business. The ones that are failing, cut them and, and let them go. I'm going to give you an example. I, uh, I was with AT&T Wireless back in the day. This is not sponsored by them. They probably get mad if they hear it. But I was back with AT&T uh, with my cell phone when I lived down in Naples, Florida. I moved to Arizona up in the mountains and... I got an email, or I got a, a written letter actually from them six months after I had been out there that said that they are cutting my service from AT&T because I had too many roaming minutes and I was no longer a viable customer for AT&T. The cost of me being with them was more than the money they were making off of me, so they were cutting me off of AT&T. You know, it's something that you have to do. I was a little upset, not gonna lie, because I had been with AT&T for eight years and all of a sudden I moved out into the mountains where I should be covered everywhere and the roaming fees for them were costing more than the amount of money that they were making off of me. From a business perspective, I understand 100%. And I, if, if I was costing them $400 to use my phone out there and they were only making a hundred dollars off of me i can understand why they would want to cut me from the at&t family so to speak so make sure that you sit down analyze your partnerships 
and determine which ones are gonna be the ones that are gonna be positive moving forward and which ones are going to be negative moving forward and really analyze that relationship and see if it's something that you wanna continue. All right, so if you have any questions, please, like I said at the very beginning, send us an email and hit us up on our social media. We are happy to answer any questions that you have. So make sure you do some analysis this week. If not analysis, just make sure you do some documentation of the things that happened this year so that when you do actually sit down and do that analysis of the year, you have up-to-date information, accurate information, and some timely information that will definitely help you in the upcoming months when it's well out of your mind. So that's all I got for you this week. Have a great week. We will see you next Tuesday. See ya! Thanks for listening to this week's Find the Green podcast with PGA Master Professional Jason Rockhold. Hit subscribe now to get the latest Find the Green podcast with new episodes uploaded every week. Email your questions and comments to jrockhold at pga.com or reach out on your favorite social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Find the Green. 